It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, May 26th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Three people were critically injured in a small airplane crash near Yakutat on Tuesday, and a fourth was treated for minor injuries. At approximately 3.15 p.m., Coast Guard headquarters in Juneau received an emergency locator transmitter alert, as well as a phone call from a Good Samaritan reporting that a single-engine de Havilland Otter had crashed. The plane went down some 30 miles outside Yakutat in the woods near the Dry Bay airstrip. Photos by the Coast Guard show the otter's crumpled fuselage with the wings broken off. The rescue was a joint effort between Air Station Sitka, Air Station Kodiak, and local emergency responders. According to to Lieutenant Eric Ordison at the Air Station Sitka, local responders from Yakutat were first to arrive on the scene and had already begun administering medical aid when the Coast Guard arrived. It took us about an hour and 20 minutes after takeoff to get there. Uh, We probably got there just after 5 o'clock. But there was already uh, another aircraft that had brought uh, emergency medical personnel from Yakutat. So they they had landed at the airstrip and were on scene, and we landed after them. Two of the people, the plane that had landed first, had already been extracted from the aircraft, and they had them on backboards at uh, at the airstrip there. And there's a third person that was still in the plane. A fourth person with minor injuries had already been taken to Yakutat by a Good Samaritan when the Coast Guard arrived. The three victims with serious injuries were medevaced aboard an air station Kodiak C-130 to the Dead Stevens International Airport in Anchorage and transported by EMS to Providence Alaska Medical Center and the Alaska Native Medical Center. The cause of the crash is currently under investigation. One applicant has submitted a letter of interest to serve out a vacant term on the Sitka School Board. Former Assemblymember and Mayor Valerie Nelson was the only person to provide a letter to the district office by the May 20th deadline. The school board will interview Nelson at its June 1st meeting and is scheduled to make a decision on the appointment that evening. The board is not obligated to appoint Nelson and may choose to extend the deadline in order to attract a broader pool of applicants. Nelson retired as a budget analyst with the Forest Service two years ago and remains a self-employed bookkeeper. She's served three previous terms on the Sitka Assembly, the most recent from 2018 to 2021. She was mayor of Sitka for two years, from 2000 to 2002. Nelson told KCAW that she only submitted her name to help, and she wasn't planning on running for the seat this fall. She describes herself as a long-term resident who's aware of the issues facing the school district, like the renaming of Baranoff School, budget concerns, and the possible hike in the price for school meals next year. The vacancy on the Sitka School Board was created by the resignation earlier this month of Board President Amy Morrison, who is moving out of Sitka. Morrison served almost two full terms on the board. The appointee will serve until Sitka's municipal election this October. Plans for a new marine haul-out in Sitka are high and dry, after the Sitka Assembly on Tuesday did not reach a consensus on where to go next to look for funding for the project. Some members contemplated putting a tax on the October ballot and building the haul-out with public funds, and some still hoped for some combination of grant funding and private capital. The only agreement was this. Sitka desperately needs a haul-out solution in order to support its local marine industries. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. It's been almost three years since Sitka's primary haul-out at Halibut Point Marine announced it would be closing up shop. Since then, the Sitka Assembly has gone down a few roads to try to get a haul-out built. It's held special meetings, issued requests for proposals from the private sector, and sought federal funding, but it keeps hitting the same roadblock. The money just hasn't materialized. 
City Administrator John Leach said that wasn't for a lack of trying. We are, as you've seen, applying for every grant out there. Um, and that's pretty much a daily task is, is trying to find sources of funding and creative ways to do this. While the Assembly is hanging its hopes on another federal raise grant, it may never come to fruition. If they do win the grant, they may not know until this fall, which means no matter what, a working haul-out is at least another year out for an issue that's urgent to many. Without one, fishermen must take their boats out of town or repair them on the city grid. Assemblymember Kevin Knox said it's time for the community to consider what it would mean to build a public haul-out if the grant funding doesn't materialize, and whether they should put that question out to a public vote in the October municipal election. Should the city fund the construction and operations of a haul-out? And if so, should it be funded through a sales tax increase, an excise tax, or a separate fee directed at large boat owners? There's all kinds of questions about how you retire this debt. Um, how you take care of the the debt service uh, if you did go out and bond for this. Leach said that if the Assembly wanted to publicly fund a haul-out, he estimated it would cost somewhere between $10 and $13 million. With user fees covering operating costs, it would end up costing the city around $620,000 a year in subsidies from the general fund to pay off the debt. Mayor Steven Eisenbeis wasn't sure pursuing a new tax was the right call because those have met pushback from the public in the past. And I, I fear having uh, staff and, and sponsors working on a, an ordinance extensively that, you know, it, it might feel good for us to do, but in the back of our, in the back of our hearts, we all know is going to fail at the ballot. Assemblymember Tor Christensen agreed that they would see pushback from the public who don't own boats, and haul-out proponents would have to prepare to campaign for their cause. If we put this out there, the people that want a haul-out facility are going to have some heavy lifting just to encourage the rest of the community to support it, because we can't really do much from here, and nor should we to advocate for this. So the people who want it haul out are going to have to talk, have to really, um, you know, the, the last time we raised taxes was for the PAC, and the Assembly had little or nothing to do with that. Assembly members Christensen and Kevin Mosher suggested a work session to review possible funding options like a new tax or fee and asked the city staff bring forward a few big-picture options for consideration. Mayor Eisenbeis also suggested the Assembly host a town hall as a first step to gather public input. The Assembly didn't take a vote or make any decisions on exactly what steps to take next. No member came out strongly in favor of one funding option over another, but they all agreed that a haul-out is needed, along with the money to build one. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Energy costs and conservation were on the agenda when the Sitka Assembly met on Tuesday. The group unanimously approved a resolution to decarbonize city operations by 2030. Sponsor Kevin Mosier said the hope is to give the city an edge when applying for grants at a time when the federal government is funding projects that tackle environmental issues. And so it's something to show that outside entities that we have a plan, we're moving forward, and so it is to give us a goal, one to work for, And in my mind, what I see as far as this is concerned is if we're able to hire a sustainability coordinator, this would be their, you know, basic charge. 
The plan is to seek federal grants to expand the city's electric capacity out Halibut Point Road and, over time, to convert the city's vehicle fleet to electric and to heat all municipal buildings with electricity. Dave Miller liked the resolution because it doesn't lock the city into anything and could mean more savings in the future. It sort of pushes us forward and says we really need to start looking at this stuff. I mean, if we look at the price of fuel now, um, you know, it's, it's about twice as much as it was just not long ago. Um, so we need to start figuring out how we can save a little bit. It wasn't the only energy-related decision the Assembly made on Tuesday night. The group unanimously voted to increase the city's utility cost subsidy from $65 to $100 a month for households that qualify. Kent Barkow said he was glad the Assembly was thinking about reducing the cost of utilities for families in need, but thought there may have been a path to address affordability and decarbonization in one swoop. I think we could think about using that kind of investment or that kind of funding to uh, initiate a program that provides heat pumps for families, households that, that qualify for a subsidy and thereby sort of achieve two goals. Finally, the Assembly voted to join a group interested in establishing the first-ever Green Cruise Corridor in southeast Alaska. The Maritime Green Corridor First Mover Commitment was originally proposed by the Port of Seattle and is supported by most major cruise lines. It will explore the feasibility of zero-emission cruise ships and an industry transition away from carbon. Most Assembly members were on board with joining the group, including Crystal Duncan. We know that the cruise industry is super important to our economy here in Sitka. If there are efforts to look at the environmental impact, I think that we should take those steps. But Mosier asked that they hold off for a few months until they hire the sustainability coordinator and then consider joining the initiative. The motion to join the Maritime Green Corridor commitment passed on a 5-2 to two vote, with Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis and Kevin Mosier opposed. Yakutat reported 14 new COVID cases on Tuesday and Wednesday, according to the Department of Public Safety. There are currently a total of 25 active cases in Yakutat. 23 of those cases are in local residents, and two are associated with a non-resident. 23 people were symptomatic at the time of testing, and two were asymptomatic. 21 of the positive cases are being attributed to community spread, and four are related to recent travel outside the community. COVID tests are available by appointment at the Yakutat Community Health Clinic. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Thursday, May 26, 2022. Today, partly cloudy, highs in the upper 50s, northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, lows in the mid-40s, northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW, Sitka. Good morning. This is 